Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... September 28th in the year of our Lord 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country through so in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land is the Constitution for the United States of America. Like I said, the blueprint for liberty, baby. Don't miss that point, please. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? Make no mistake, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the country, and we aim to take it all on. With a cheerful, positive attitude, we preach that this is the best country on the face of the earth. Yeah, we got some problems we got to work on. There's no doubt about it, and absolutely it seems like we've already lost the fat lady's sung, but it ain't true, ladies and gentlemen. Just ain't true. The truth is that we have a wonderful country, good people, resilient people. And yes, we're going the wrong direction because we're not a moral and a religious people, but we can always change. We can always preach the sacred word. We can always tell people about the Savior, Jesus Christ. We can always tell people about the solutions of repenting and turning to him. Uh, looking to God, not government, for solutions. We can do that day in and day out. And the more we preach the word, believe it or not, the word has more effect on the outcome, on the viewpoints of the people than even the sword, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we reject revolution. That's why we reject violence and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And let's be very clear. We follow the Prince of Peace. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, a one-of-a-kind one talk show. We're a secular talk show by nature because we're on AM and FM stations across the country, on the internet, worldwide, and more. Uh, and so it's a, it's a you know uh, what they call a commercial radio show, as opposed to a nonprofit Christian kind of radio show. Uh, but we talk about Christianity, talk about Christian principles, talk about following Christ, talk about God, family, and country, uh, probably more than even many of the Christian talk shows do, because it's absolutely woven into the very fabric of our hearts, our minds, and who we are as followers of the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ. We testify he lives. We testify he conquered death. He died on the cross, but straight away came out of the grave three days later. I should say came out of the tomb three days later uh, and stands as a powerful witness of God and invites all of us to repent, to have faith and repent and to come unto him. We want to do that because we believe in that becomes a self-governed population. People who believe in Christ and obey the Ten Commandments and the two great commandments. You know what? Those people don't need a whole lot of government and a whole lot of guidance and a whole lot of laws and a whole lot of rules and a whole lot of, because they're self-governed people. We realize the fundamental unit of society, the family, is the core to the solution. A mother and a father, legally and lawfully married, ordained of God, And then to bring children into the world, that constitutes the God-ordained traditional family. Now, when that family doesn't exist for certain reasons beyond someone's control, we get it. That's why friends and loved ones and neighbors and, you know, the church family can help. We get it. That's all fantastic. 
but we ought strive for and ought support the traditional family. And when it isn't perfect, we make it up and do our very best, but using the same ordained relationships to the best of our ability that God set forth. Love thy neighbor as thyself highlights the point perfectly, does it not? Welcome to the broadcast. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. There is no other talk show on the radio, on the Internet, in the world like this program. All right, let's talk about Thomas Jefferson, our dear founding father friend. He said single acts of tyranny may be ascribed to the accidental opinion of the day, but a series of oppressions begun at a distinguished period and pursued, quote, unalterably through literally every change of ministers and administrators plainly proves a deliberate, a systematic plan of reducing us to slavery. Yeah, that's Thomas Jefferson, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that quote throughout the broadcast today, would you please? Now, we talked to Lowell Nelson on Monday, campaignforliberty.org. He did a phenomenal job. We talked about Ron Paul's column, School Shutdowns, Leave Children Behind Ron Paul. The answer, get your kids out of the government school. Uh, it's, you know, they say that it left kids behind. But behind in what? See, that's the problem. Yes, reading, writing, and arithmetic, but they're already behind in that when they go to the government schools in the first place because they're primarily teaching other things. They're teaching girls to think they're boys, boys to think they're girls. They're teaching that everybody's a racist. If you're white, if you're not white, you're never and can never be a racist. Just flat out lies of critical race theory, uh, of all these different things, of race replacement theory. Uh, they want you to believe that's completely bogus. Look, I don't believe in race replacement, folks, but I do believe they're trying to change the ethnicity or ethne- ethnicity yeah, of America with a goal of changing its views and opinions and beliefs. See, a lot of the people that are coming to America aren't bad people. Okay, they're not bad people, but they have not been taught from the cradle the sacredness of America's view that we look to God, not government, of the sacred principle of checks and balances where we chain down those who serve us with the Constitution. You see, these fundamental principles, these fundamental beliefs and ideas and understandings must be held by enough people to maintain the separation of powers, to protect we the people. Understand that delegated authority comes from us. We got the authority, the sovereignty, if you will, from God Almighty. In turn, we delegated limited authority to different sectors or branches in government, right? That's the key to the exercise. Well, all these people coming in, they don't have that knowledge. They don't have that background. They don't have that education. They don't have that understanding, the self-governed idea, the Christian beliefs of love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And then the Ten Commandments that follow, thou shalt not call, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not covet. Right? The idea, honor thy father and thy mother, keep the Sabbath day holy. See, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. All these things, they don't have that fundamental understanding. So it's not that the people that are coming in are bad because they have different pigmentation in their skin. That isn't the point. Now, Barack Obama wants you to believe that's the point. We'll get to that later in the broadcast. But it isn't the point. The point is a fundamental understanding 
of who we are and what we believe. And when we talked to Lowell Nelson um, the other day in detail, we talked about five keys to professional and personal development. Now, Jeff Beist, or Deist, uh, of the Mises, or Mises Institute brought these forward, and we talked about them on the radio because they're so valuable and helpful. One, you need to learn to sift, ladies and gentlemen. The supply of information in the digital age outpaces demand. No doubt about that. He says, you know what? Listen carefully. Information and opinions are readily available. What's lacking is knowledge and discernment. They're in short supply these days. Amen to that. Not only do you need to learn to sift, because there's so much information coming at you, but you need to clearly learn to reject certain places of information altogether. That's right. Don't go to the liberal mainstream press for your, you know, hey, I monitor them to bring you the best stories, to highlight what is wrong and right and put a proper spin proper viewpoint on stories you say spin what do you mean sam look everybody's got their spin everybody's got their viewpoint everybody's got their agenda the difference is we tell you our agenda is to promote god family and country and to protect life liberty and property to turn to god almighty rather than government to hold government to be accountable and transparent see that's our agenda to promote the news the networks refuse to use to tell you the truth on news stories either we bring a story to the table they won't even touch or oftentimes we bring a vantage point a viewpoint to a story that you don't get anywhere else, right? Our goal is to put things in the moral, religious perspective. Our goal is to focus on it from a constitutional, supreme law of the land point of view. See, they don't do that very often. Number two, you need to focus on learning to and reading. Jeff writes, hey, you got to distinguish yourself as a voracious reader. This is simple but not easy. He's right as rain on that. He says, number three, got to learn continuously. We cannot rely on our formal education, especially if it was undertaken in a government school. <clears throat> learning is a lifelong endeavor, ladies and gentlemen. you got to keep learning. Always learned, never learned is the idea. Four, got to avoid arguments, folks. Don't waste your time arguing with people, especially people on social media. It's just not worth your time. And number five... Promote people as well as ideas. Jeff reminds us that relationships will determine your success more than ideas will. It's who you know, what, not what you know, right? Amen, Jeff. Spot on and great commentary. That was Monday's show. We've been so busy on the show, we haven't even been able to cover all of Monday's recap, right? Yesterday's show was equally as informative. We had the first hour, uh, Liberty Roundtable Live, simulcast with the Sheriff Mac show on TV and BrideonRadio.com. And we had two incredible guests from the Olympic State of Utah, Jennifer Orton or Jen Orton and Sophie Anderson. And they say this, Utah is plagued by corruption and fraud, especially when it comes to elections, they warn. To redpills.org. And when we get back, we'll talk more about it in seconds on your radio. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. 
Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family, we the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman talking about a moment of truth. Yeah, Utah is the second most corrupt state, say some studies. Huh, I hate to beat up on my state like that, but hey, the truth is the truth, right? Uh, the problem is America is just becoming more and more and more psychotic, uh, more and more and more uh, turning away from God, family, and country. And I believe that's really the problem. You know what? In, in uh, the elections coming up, people are saying, look, they're being selected, not elected now. Think about that. Selected, not elected. And that's a sad tale to tell, but you can see it everywhere. As the um, Look, they've even learned to create the, this idea that those who think there's election fraud or election criminality, they call us election deniers. Well, you know what? They're denying us the elections is the problem, and they're denying that there's anything wrong with the system. They're the deniers, but see how projection works? See how the psychosis works? They point to us and say, we're the deniers. We're the bad guy. It's like, wait a minute. We believe in elections, and we want them to be honest. How are we denying elections? Well, you're an election denier. You're denying that all is well. Well, all is not well. Yeah, but you're, see? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sophie and Jen talked about a backdoor unbelievable future election information exposed yeah we're in a system called eric eric is the name of it and it's basically an elections record systems with outside of government a third party backed by george soros uh, and others who literally are controlling our elections via manipulated voter rolls behind the scenes if you don't believe me look into eric we need to preserve all election data until we get to the bottom of this election fraud the problem is they have so much control of our society, so much control of the information that we consume by the media, etc., 
that they're literally creating a dearth of facts and reality. They're literally attacking the messengers, uh, and they've managed to control the narrative thus far, but they're starting to lose. More and more and more and more is coming out. We had on, in addition to Jen and Sophie, we had on Mark Fincham. Mark Fincham is a current Arizona state representative running for the Arizona position Secretary of State. VoteFincham.com is his website. And we talked to him about, he went on the mainstream press. And he was in a debate, uh, you could hardly call it a debate, it was an assassination kind of a thing, where even the moderators and, and his opponent were all ganging up on Mark Fincham. But in the debate, Mark was asked, why do you think your 2022 primary was legitimate where you won, but you think that the 2020 elections were rigged? And Mark didn't have the best answer because partly they wouldn't let him talk to it. It was a gotcha question. Anybody who's in the media for any length of time understands, I don't care how good you are, they can mock you. They can catch you unawares. You're human. Uh, Everything is real time. And so they can make you, um, you know, with a question you may not be ready for or ask it in a way that you're not, um, that you just don't have. The second you get off the stage or out of the media, you go, I should have said this. I should have said that. I know better. I... Well, that's what happened. They took advantage of Mark Fincham. It's a tragic situation. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, Fincham had 40% of the vote. Shauna Bullock had 19% of the vote. Bo Lane got 25% of the vote. Now, listen to me carefully. They claim that Mark's an election denier. They also claim that this lady, Shauna Bullock, had 19% of the vote. Well, she's an election denier as well because they both believe there's problems with the elections. Well, that means 60% of the people, 59% of the people voted for somebody who believes there's problems with the election. So what I would have said if I was Mark, and again, I have hindsight's 2020, so I'm not beating up on Mark. He's a great guy. When you give him a chance and you're fair to him, he's incredibly intelligent. He's very articulate. But everybody can stumble in the media, folks. They do that by design. You get you up under the lights and a microphone and an audience and this and that and you know, it's very high stakes, and they can, you know, hey, a good host can trip you up no matter what. They can make it very hard to respond, and they can corner you, and they can, okay, that's the problem. But I digress, except to say, look, 60% voted for candidates that believe there are election problems. If that doesn't tell you something mainstream press, I don't know what will. Uh, but they mocked Mark, and uh, the answer that I would have to the answer, why do we think there's election fraud in 2020, but maybe uh, uh, Mark's primary was legitimate, uh, because, look, when votes are very close, it's easy for them to commit fraud. All they got to do is sway a few hundred, a few thousand votes very easily with the, the um, unlimited number of, of ways to commit election fraud. Okay, it's kind of like how God says the ways to sin are many. Well, it's like that with election fraud. The way to commit election fraud, vote fraud, whatever you want to call it, uh, is many. Because all you got to do is have some votes outside the law, just say illegals voting. There's a big poll out there now where the Republicans are saying, hey, should illegals be able to vote? Yes or no? What do you think? It's insane. Of course not, folks. But they are in mass, in millions. Uh, Joe Biden's even suing (laughs) Ducey and and the people in Arizona over this very question. The people in Arizona are saying illegals should not vote. And, you know, Joe Biden's saying, oh, yes, they should vote. Well, that's what we've fallen to in America today, ladies and gentlemen. But whether you take that, whether you take, you know, tainted voter rolls, illegals voting, uh, elderly people voting who shouldn't be voting because they're in nursing homes, etc., dead people voting, 
All it takes is a few votes to poison the well, so to speak, and commit some kind of election uh, irregularities or problems or fraud or whatever word you want to use, votes outside the law. So I would say to the mainstream press, the reason that we are believe that Mark Fintum's win was legitimate is because he got so much of the vote you can't really fake uh, when Mark gets 40% of the vote and the closest guy to him is 25%, pretty hard to commit election fraud there. There's a big disparity, really hard to overcome. And especially when you know that Mark Fincham and others are watching their race very, very, very closely. That heightened scrutiny and the overwhelming majority that Mark had, 40% to 25%, is a lot. And um, you have a third candidate that took 20% of the vote, which helped Mark in many ways and didn't help the other candidate because they all believe that election integrity problems exist, right? So that's why I believe that, hey, there was election fraud in the 2020. I don't believe there's election fraud in every place, every county, all 3,000-plus counties in America in 2020. Uh, But I do believe there was enough in certain key positions and key states and key places in Democratic strongholds where this happened. And the other thing I would have said to them, not only is there a big difference between uh, votes that are close and a vote that has overwhelming wins, that's one of the big differences. The other big difference that I would say is this. Remember, in the 2020 election, folks, there was not near the scrutiny that there is now on elections. So that's one big, huge issue. But the last point that I would make is how come you, if you guys are going to ask me that question, how come you Democrats... Literally, including Hillary Clinton and almost all of them, believe there was election fraud in 2016, but in 2020 you claim there's not election fraud. How did all of a sudden it get better when we have the same machines, the same technology in place, but yet the only difference is the candidates and who won and who lost? Why are you going to hold Mark to the standard of, well, you say 2020 wasn't good, but then your vote's good. How come they now say the vote in 2020 is fine, but the one in 2016 was not fine? So the same dishonest logic that you're using to trap Mark is the same logic that I'm going to use against you. Why do I call it dishonest? Because we're not going to look at every election and say they're the same. Just because I believe there's fraud in this one, that doesn't mean there's always fraud in that one. Or fraud in this location doesn't mean there's fraud in that location. Or fraud for this candidate doesn't mean that there's fraud in another race. So they're not being honest to him, and they caught him flat-footed a little bit, and now they're trying to mock him. I'm going to stand up for Mark and say, you guys are goofy. Why don't you answer my questions? Then they write in the mainstream news, it's NBC News, they say this, election denier Mark Fincham wins Arizona GOP Secretary of State primary. Now, my question to the mainstream press is, why are you running around calling him an election denier? Whether you believe he is or not is beside the point. That label is dishonest and contains the outcome of votes alone. Because people who don't know Mark well enough are like, election denier, what the heck? And they might vote for somebody else. It's, it's manipulation of the narrative. You know, MAGA candidate, so-and-so. Wow, man, the MAGA, those guys are bad, aren't they? Make America great again. People, they're whacked out like the Donald, aren't they? See what I mean? And so everything they do in the mainstream press manipulates the vote, folks. Some of them, some of the issues rise to real fraud. Other issues uh, relate to irregularities or votes outside the law. Others may not be illegal, but they're unethical, right? Calling him an election denier in the very headline in which you say he 
most likely won the primary, according to our projections. Those kind of slur words, scare words, manipulation words are not welcome, folks. But anyway, don't worry. A notice of appeal was filed by Mark and Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham and Carrie Lake, by the attorneys who uh, are working on this for Mark and Carrie. Their lawsuit ends or seeks to end the use of electronic voting machines. Why? Because these devices have proven that they're not secure. Even the Democrats have agreed with that in the past. So Mark should have just said, hey, are the machines secure? If they said yes, then why do your colleagues say different? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As advertised, Hurricane Ian has become a major Category 4 storm ahead of its expected landfall along Florida's west coast with catastrophic winds and life-threatening storm surges happening later Wednesday. Ian is roughly 75 miles southwest of Naples, Florida, packing maximum sustained winds of 140 miles per hour and is slow moving at 10 miles per hour. Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, the further south it hits on the peninsula, that starts to bring in more major impacts for places like Fort Myers and Naples uh, and those communities. Another thing I think it's going to be challenging is it is going to hit, um, and then it's basically going to go across the state and likely exit on the Atlantic coast. President Biden's student debt forgiveness is being challenged in court as unconstitutional. Brian Brenberg on Fox News is a professor at King's College. There's no way that the president of the United States can make a half trillion dollar decision about somebody else's debt. It's ridiculous. And the president, no, I mean, the president himself has admitted this in the past that he can't do it. But guess what? We get close to midterms and all of a sudden he says, you know, what? forget about the Constitution. Let's just do it because I need the help. The lawsuit by the Pacific Legal Foundation was filed in U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Indiana on Tuesday. The mostly partisan January 6th committee postponed its next public hearing that was scheduled for today, saying Hurricane Ian is the reason for not meeting in Washington, D.C. As some Russian citizens are in an uproar about the new conscript draft, the Kremlin acknowledged errors Monday in its drive to mobilize 300,000 men to fight in Ukraine. At least 20 military recruitment offices have been set afire, and the Moscow Times says one recruiter was shot and is in critical condition. USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2-neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenstockJournal.com. GreenstockJournal.com.
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. You got mass psychosis in the country, ladies and gentlemen. Your mainstream government and media wants literally everybody to do a psychiatric evaluation. We talked about this yesterday in detail, too, when they say 47 sheriff's deputies from Alameda County, California, were stripped of their guns and their duties, their badges, if you will, after receiving unsatisfactory or insatisfactory scores on psychological exams. The New Orleans Police Department doesn't have enough people now because remember the psychosis of defund the cops? Now they don't have enough cops in New Orleans. And uh, so the New Orleans Police Department is hiring 50 to 75 civilians to reduce the workload on officers, they claim, and to decrease the police response time. The problem is they want them to do detective work. I don't see how you get untrained people to do detective work. And if you train them, are they going to be trained to the level of a detective? If so, why aren't they just detectives? If not, that's a concern, especially when New Orleans, Louisiana, was the murder capital of the United States for the first half of 2022, ladies and gentlemen. They say with homicides up 46% from the prior year, homicides up 46% from the prior year, and 141% up from 2019. That's according to WCSU 6 TV. It's just wow. I don't know what's going on, folks, but the only thing I can say is it's mass psychosis. It's so bad. Republican Liz Cheney now says that she's going to literally campaign for Democrats if Donald Trump becomes the Republican nominee in 24. An article from CNN say that Democrats believe that abortion is their, quote, silver bullet issue for 2022 midterm elections. Planned Parenthood is bragging that they're prepared to spend $50 million in the lead-up to the midterms. They call it an emergency. I believe Americans need to stand on the pro-life point like nobody's business. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds today as well. Morgan Stanley's chief, they call him a U.S. equity strategist. His name is Michael Wilson. He said that he's convinced that a corporate earnings recession is coming. And he said that it could be worse than a normal recession. Uh, And they say that we believe it's unavoidable. So sadly, that's what you can expect in the economy going forward. Uh, This mass psychosis has led now to economic turmoil and economic emergency, if you will. And that's the recap of Monday and Tuesday's broadcasts. We are absolutely taking it to the mainstream press like never before. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. Truth-telling on your radio. And for today, it all starts now. We're talking about Hurricane Ian, ladies and gentlemen. They tell you that it's going to be a, what, Category 4 hurricane or whatever else and stuff like that. They're telling everybody to evacuate. Ron DeSantis and others are calling it a a national emergency or a state emergency, whatever. 
And, you know, the problem is I feel very, I don't know, divided on this issue. On one hand, it's hard for me not to think it's a serious issue. And if you're the governor of a given state, how would you behave? What would you do? Would you call it an emergency? If you don't and you take it too lightly and it wrecks everything, then you're you're derelict in your duty. You're not fit to serve kind of an idea, right? Yeah. On the other hand, if you hype it up and claim it's an emergency and tell everybody to evacuate and nothing really happens, it was a big nothing, at least you err or erred on the side of caution, right? So you don't get the beating. So I don't blame Ron DeSantis for calling it an emergency. I think he has to. My concern with that emergency designation is it brings the federal government money and resources and FEMA and everybody else to the state, which in my opinion is disaster on steroids. There's no authority at all. So um, it's hard to say when Ron calls for an emergency and the feds roll in. Does that mean that Ron's in bed with the feds on this? I don't think so. Sadly, there's a there's a big disparity between what ought to be and what is. In other words, what um, how do you say this? There's a big disparity between the ideal and the real is the best way to say it. Okay, the ideal is for government not to be there, for emergency to be declared to highlight uh, the concern in a, in a legitimate, meaningful way, to not understate it so that people don't realize. But when an emergency is declared, it wouldn't bring government resources to the, to bear, taxpayer dollars to spend. It would bring Christians and charities and nonprofit organizations and churches and neighbors helping neighbors uh, to the forefront to take action on a local level. That would be my uh, hope and encouragement for solution. We need to look to God, not the government, folks, when these storms come. Uh, you know, but they always talk about these storms and how bad they are. And all they can say is, my golly, global warming there. Then the water gets warmer because everybody's just, you know, breathing. And there's oxygen and carbon dioxide in the air and stuff, and it's getting crazy. And so the world's getting warmer when the water gets warmer than the storms. That they get crazy in hot water or warmer water. And so, you know, it's all that. And see, they go into this big government lie, which what they mean by that is, look, it's so bad. The only answer in this Hegelian dialectic lie, there's no way to win except for more government. And that's the big problem that I have with these lies. Sure, the climate's changing. Without a doubt, no one's denying that. But we're saying, what's causing those changes? I believe a lot of it's cyclical and natural and normal. But a lot of it, remember, who is the weatherman, ladies and gentlemen? I submit to you that God is the ultimate weatherman. It isn't some bureaucrat on your TV. It isn't some half-dressed babe on the news channel. Okay, that isn't what it is, folks. That's the modern-day manipulation, the arm of flesh trying to destroy us. The truth is God is the weatherman. And at least if you look at Scripture, if you look at biblical accounts, the Lord uses the weather to remind us that he and he only, my dear brothers and sisters, is the only one in charge. And he calls the shots. And when we turn our back on him, when we ignore his word, when we dismiss him, when we don't remember him, then he sends the weather events, what do you call them, natural disasters, to remind us to turn to God Almighty. Okay? Uh, I don't know if you remember the flood happened because the people were wicked and 
God couldn't take it anymore, and so he temporarily hid his face and sent a flood. And by golly, did those wicked people get what they deserved, and a few righteous people survived. He cares for those who believe in him and follow him. But nevertheless, you see that earthquakes and storms, and okay, there's a direct tie to God Almighty and his wrath. And so when you see these hurricanes coming, I'm not saying the people of Florida are any more wicked than anybody else. I'm not saying that, uh, but I am saying when we don't bring God into the discussion ever, we're just like, oh, it's global warming. Oh, that's what happens when warm water mixes with cold air or whatever that coming down from the, what, and, you know, then this and that. And we have all these scientific man-made arm of flesh explanations. It isn't the answer, folks. I'm telling you right now. So am I the only one that brings up God and the weather? I'm the only one that consistently does it. I can promise you that. But I'm telling you right now, uh, you know what? God is reminding us. He reminds farmers of that, too, when they pray for rain. Farmers, very close to the soil, you know, they depend on God for the rain, for the sun, for their crops, for the soil, for all these factors that are just beyond mere mortals' control. And so they turn to God and it keeps them very close to the earth and close to God. Uh, nevertheless, we seem to have lost that in our modern-day scientific world of oftentimes deception. Anyway, I bring this up because I'm praying for the folks in Florida. And I encourage you to do the same. We cannot underestimate Hurricane Ian. It could be very dangerous. Right? At the same time, we cannot panic into fear. Do you read me? My fellow Americans, look, you cannot have faith and fear in the same person at the same time. You're either falling victim to fear, the natural man or Satan, or you have faith, the follower of Christ. And I submit to you that we need to have faith. We need to pray for those in Florida. We also need to encourage them to prepare in the best way they know how. They should pray to God and get the spirit whether they need to leave for safety or dig in and stay in place. I don't know that, and I can't say that for each person. What I can say is you need to make it a matter of prayer. What I can say is you need to turn to God and repent. What I can say is God can spare us without a doubt. The one and only Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds on your radio. For decades, leftists, liberals, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. 
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. I wrote one headline for the discussion on Hurricane Ian. Ready for it? Pray for our brothers and sisters in the path of Hurricane Ian! Exclamation point. That's what we need to do, folks, as a nation. Just imagine what power can come from humble followers of God who get on their knees and pray for others. Okay, I'm not praying for myself. There's no danger in Utah right now. The sun's out. It's a beautiful day. But my brothers and sisters in Florida might be in harm's way, many of them. How bad it'll be, I don't know. You know, I don't want to be the guy to underestimate it and have it be, you know, ruthless. I also don't want to be the guy to just create... Nothing but uh, crazy hype. Look, the warning is serious. Those people need to pray and prepare. Uh, But we need to pray for them as a nation. How many people in the media are asking all Americans, all 330 million of us or whatever, to pray for the oncoming storm, that it will be, um, that we'll be able to handle it? But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how bad it will be or not or whatever and uh you know whether i can change the outcome of how bad it is through my prayers or not or whether i can just fortify the people against it i'm not i'm not to say it's god's storm not mine right it's his weather Uh, but i can pray that the people are up to the task i can pray that the people are safe i can pray that the people have the guidance of almighty god and his spirit to guide and protect them and help them know what they ought to do right there's a lot that i can do for them and for this And that I will do, and I encourage you to please do the same. All right, I want to talk about mass formation psychosis. Uh, Because this is what's happening in America when it comes to so many issues. It is shocking. Tucker Carlson and others have talked about this. Uh, They brought on some experts in the field to highlight what this is, et cetera, et cetera. Tucker's done a nice job when it comes to this. I don't have the opportunity to play his whole uh, sound bites on this because it, it, look the interview is like an hour long right but I want to talk about what is mass formation psychosis and to understand that I think the best way is to understand what psychosis is first right psychosis is when people lose some contact with reality all right psychosis is when people lose some contact with reality it's usually on a personal level right 
the people were very wicked in the Savior's time when Jesus Christ lived on the earth. Uh, and believe it or not, there was a, a lot of psychosis going on there. A lot of people were um, overcome by evil forces and demons, and, and Jesus had to cast them out, right? The people were very wicked then, and they seem to be equally wicked, if not worse today, uh, sad to say. So mass formation psychosis, ladies and gentlemen. Mass means many. And psychosis uh, means lost touch with reality to some degree. And then formation is what they call it. mass formation psychosis. What is that, you say? It's when a large part of a society focuses its attention to a leader's or series of events. And their attention focuses on one small point or issue. Followers can then virtually be hypnotized and be led anywhere regardless of data proving otherwise. Let me try to say that again. Psychosis is when some people lose contact with reality. Mass formation psychosis is when a large part of society or society at large pay attention to a leader or events. Believing something that's not true, even though data proves otherwise, but focusing on a small point or a small issue. Not really highlighting the bigger picture or the common sense or the reality or the data showing otherwise. This is the explanation of how so many people in the United States specifically and even worldwide, how we could be so led astray on COVID. Oh my gosh. COVID is going to kill everyone. I'm telling you right now, everyone's going to die. We've got to shut down the whole economy, your business, your school. We have literally got to enact a virtual martial law and people need to stay in their homes. <clears throat> the data proved otherwise. And the scientists highlight Sweden as the example. <clears throat> And they talk about how in Sweden they predicted 60,000 people would die if they didn't lock down now. Well, it turns out that Sweden did not lock down and only 6,000 people died. And how many of those people had comorbidities and other uh, issues that, you know, sure, COVID might have brought them to the brink of death, might have been the final straw, but it wasn't really. So what's the real number? The answer is it's not even close to what was predicted. But they created a mass hysteria. A mass formation psychosis occurred around COVID. Not only did we lock down schools and businesses and literally shut down the whole economy, not only did it destroy the supply chain, not only did it make it hard for people to make a living, tons of small businesses failed over it. They literally then said, by golly, since we're shutting everything down, we got to hand out a ton of money, get everybody on the government dole. And everybody went for all these things. Everybody was okay with it. Guys like me would speak out and go, wait a minute, no, this is crazy. And they would say, no, Sam, you're crazy. You're going to get everybody sick. You're going to kill everybody. You're the bad guy. How dare you even bring up any opposition? And they started with 14 days. We'll flatten the curve. And then it turned into two long years of dishonesty in the news regarding the facts. Okay? Mass formation psychosis is when a large group of society or the population 
focuses its attention to a leader or leaders, right? Uh, AKA Anthony Fauci, etc. Or a series of events, AKA the shutdowns and etc. Their attention focuses on one small point or issue despite all evidence to the contrary. That's what we did, right? Uh, we're doing that on um, COVID. That's a huge one. Yeah, also ask, how do the Germans, you know, decide to just kill all the Jews and kill everybody? And how do they let Hitler get so much power? And how do their society just implode? And how do they think they were somehow better than everybody else? How did all these people become uh, Hitler's goons and go out to the population? How could the Germans ever do that? Answer. Mass formation psychosis. They believe the narrow point. They believe that, hey, we've got to be a great country. They believed a narrow point. Hey, some people are bad or whatever. And they got deceived into that. We don't understand how they ever fell for it. But we're falling for the same thing with our own mass formation psychosis, ladies and gentlemen. We've done that with COVID. We've also done that with several other things. We're about to do that with climate change. Don't fall for the lie. God put us on this earth, ladies and gentlemen, not to fail, but to succeed. God put us on this earth. It's God's earth, their creation. We are God's creations. God did not create a an enmity between creations that will create mass destruction. God created the earth and he put us on the earth. And biblically, he virtually called mankind his crowning jewel, created in his image. Remember, before the day of rest, he did all these things, right? Uh, created the earth, separated the day and night, created the sun and the moon, added all that to the earth, separated the water from the land, did all these things, put plants on the earth and animals on the earth. And then he eventually put man on the earth. And then he said, hey, it's not complete. I got to create woman. So he created woman and he put man on the earth with a woman. Virtually Adam and Eve married, if you will, by God. Here's your companion, your help me, whatever. And okay, now he said, hey, my work is great because I added mankind in my own image to the earth. And that was kind of the crowning jewel. And then he rested, right? Now, I don't mean to speak for God. I'm just, you know, trying to paraphrase what we learn from God's word, right? But I, but I put this together and to say God did not create the earth and then put his crowning jewel on there to be in somehow opposition. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. But it's designed to get Americans to believe in this mass formation psychosis and go, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. Look, hurricanes are coming. Everything's going on. It's crazy town. Oh, my chicken little. The sky is falling. We got a panic and fear, panic and fear. And that's the way that evil people lord over us. But we get into this mass formation psychosis where we seem to focus on this narrow issue that, oh, my gosh, we're killing the planet. The planet's killing us. Everybody's going to die. And we focus on this little teeny sliver of information that these little whacked out Napoleon leaders, you know, foisted upon us. And we believe it. And then we get this mass psychosis. Then anybody who dissents or anybody who challenges that narrative, man, they're the evil enemy, too. Folks, you have got to stop the psychosis. We have got to believe in reality. And when it comes to this um, mass formation psychosis, we've got to be really aware. 
We've got to really educate people and step outside that matrix. What is the difference? How come most people fall for it, but a few outliers remain, I ask you? I don't know the answer, except for it might have to do with those who truly believe in God and trust him. How strong is your faith to reject fear? How grounded is your understanding, your knowledge about God and his laws and his love for his children, whom we are? See, understanding God and God's love for us lets you know when someone says we're enemies with the earth or we're at odds with the earth. Um, you say, wait a minute, that isn't true. That isn't right. God made the earth and God made me and uh, I'm created in his image. And when he created man and woman, he believed it was the crowning jewel. His work was good. But then it was what? Very good. When he created mankind, because he, he knew that his creations were complete and Okay, God and the earth and us are not at odds and enemies. Only when we turn our backs on God do we become an enemy. So Obama lies to you now and says, Obama's now saying, racism is fueling the Republican agenda. Yeah, the fact that they want to secure the border, that just proves what kind of racist they are, say Obama. Now listen. Many people of darker shades. Art Moore writes the piece for WND.com, but Obama's literally saying, hey, the Republican agenda to secure the border claims GOP fears having too many people of darker shades. It's all racism. And the reason that you oppose uh, the border leaking like a sieve is because you're a racist and it's the GOP. And Obama lies. This is this mass psychosis again, folks. Don't believe that leader. I don't believe that America is bad because people of darker pigmentation are coming to the country. I believe it's bad because, number one, it's against our laws. It's illegal. And the second reason I believe it's bad is these people have not been taught our values. And if they're going to vote, they're not going to vote for our values because they don't know them. It's not that they don't have a right to vote if they become Americans, but they don't have a right to vote if they're here illegally. And they certainly don't have a right to vote, ladies and gentlemen, if they don't understand our morality, our religion, where we follow the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ, not government. See, how can we trust them to vote when they don't know those fundamentals? They'll ruin our country, not because of their race, for other reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, God save the Republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for September the twenty-eighth in the year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty-two. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, 
and the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers and to do so rejecting revolution and standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Why? Because we follow the Prince of Peace. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Last hour, we talked about praying for our brothers and sisters in the path of Hurricane Ian. And Hurricane Ian could be very bad. I don't know how bad it'll be. But I know this, if we get on our knees and repent and turn to God, he can spare us. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody else just thinking, oh, it's a global warming thing and trust in your government and let FEMA come on in. And No, 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 no. Christian people can band together and turn to God Almighty and have a greater influence on their stability and safety than any other way. Make no mistake. We also talked about mass formation psychosis. What the heck is it, you might ask? Psychosis is when... People lose some contact with reality, but mass formation psychosis is worse. It's when a large part of a society focuses attention to a, either a leader and or a series of events, and their attention is focused on one small point or issue, uh, and they literally ignore all other reality checks. And so followers can literally be hypnotized, making that one issue cloud their minds on everything else. And they can be led anywhere, regardless of data proving otherwise. That's what we see with the COVID. That's what we're seeing with these hurricanes, hurricanes or climate change or any of these other um, issues. Obama says racism is fueling the Republicans uh, wanting the border to be secure. He says, hey, everybody's just worried that, you know, darkies are coming in. Yeah, GOP are worried that too many people of darker shades are coming in. No, I don't, I don't worry about that at all, Barack. You're out in the weeds crazy wrong. Why don't you come on Liberty Roundtable live, Barry, Barack Hussein Obama, Barry Satoro, whatever the heck your name is. Why don't you come on the radio and debate this with me, Barry? Let's just do it. It has nothing to do with darker skin or pigmentation in somebody's skin. I believe we're all God's children and we should behave like it. Treat each other kindly. Love thy neighbor as thyself. It doesn't say unless your neighbor's black, okay, or white or whatever the case may be. Don't believe that lie. Again, that's just, again, Barack Hussein Obama trying to create this uh, whacked-out psychosis, this mass formation psychosis, right, um, on this issue. It isn't about racism. It's about these people coming to the country who have no idea about our supreme law of the land, the Constitution. They have no idea the story and the history of our founders. They have no idea the sacred cause of liberty to which we all should have complete fidelity to, Okay. If they're trained and educated and understand that we turn to God, not government, that's the genius of America, turning to God, a moral and a religious people standing together with generally a cultural reality of beliefs of God, family, and country. See, if these people understand all that sacredness and all that history and all that reality, and I don't mind if they come to America and become citizens and eventually work and love and live free as their desires, their heart's desires um, call them to do. I get that. I don't blame them for any of that. I don't. But, folks, it can't happen without that Christian viewpoint. It cannot happen without understanding Jesus Christ and his life and where we turn to. It can't happen unless you understand and believe that God is the author of our liberty. See, without those fundamentals, Hey, man, yes, I'm worried about people coming to America, and I don't care if they're whiter than I am. If they don't understand those principles and those fundamentals, I'm worried when they come, Barack. Why? Because they will not uphold our culture. 
They will not remain dependent on God rather than government. They will not understand the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the supreme law of our land. They will not understand the checks and balances. They will not understand that we look to God, not government. They will not understand the morality and the religious people uh, statements of our founders, that that's what it takes to keep us free. They don't understand that if you are ignorant, you can't be ignorant and free. It never has been and never will be. They don't understand that it's our moral and our religious components, the two great supports, as our founders called it. They don't understand all this. And so even if they're whiter than I am, I fear if they come and vote. I'll tell you that right now. Why? Because they won't uphold a Christ-centered view. They won't focus on God, family, and country. They'll just vote largesque out of the treasury which would be disaster. I don't care if it's a black neighbor or a white neighbor that moves in that doesn't understand this. I fear both of them moving in. I fear that both of them will tip the scales towards this mass psychosis, believing somehow a man, arm of flesh leader is going to somehow save us. That's a, that's a psychotic view that isn't true. Anyway, I wanted to take that on because I think Barack Obama, again, uh, is just trying to divide and conquer the greatest country on the face of the earth. Don't fall for his lies, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. Just don't do it. All right. Now, let's move on to some other interesting but cool topics, shall we? The CDC, that's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. You know, these are the folks that have really been at the center, along with Anthony Fauci, uh, of this mass what do they call it? Mass formation psychosis, right? Mass formation psychosis focused on uh, Anthony Fauci and this one agency, the CDC. Uh, and the CDC locked everybody down and did all this stuff wrongfully. But now the CDC is starting to issue different reality. And on one hand, I commend the CDC for starting to tell the truth. At least it's good that they're acknowledging what we've been saying all along. But look, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention is an unconstitutional government agency. Uh, and uh, it needs to be completely shut down, gone. It would save the taxpayers literally billions of dollars. Uh, and then we wouldn't have the oppression of this group trying to lead us off the cliff like lemmings. We wouldn't have this mass formation psychosis going on surrounding the CDC. But here's the good news. The CDC has now issued a, quote, change to its guidance. They did this late last week, issued a change to their guidance. They will no longer force nursing homes and hospitals to require masking in some areas of their hospitals or facilities. In mid-August, you see, new guidelines were published by the CDC and it no longer recommends staying at least six feet away from other people to reduce exposure. Now, do you realize the ramifications of this, folks? They're now saying you don't need to stay six feet away from people. You don't need to social distance. And they're also saying, hey, in nursing homes and hospitals, you don't have to wear masks in certain areas anymore. The mandates are over in that regard. Now, I think the mandates should have never been in the first place. Uh, and I'm glad when I say that we should not have these mandates, they're bogus. Now the CDC even agrees with me. Took them a long time to tell the truth and come to the table, but at least they have. I'd still shut them down if I were president 
or if I were uh, in a position to do so. Why Congress doesn't shut them down, I don't know. Why the Republicans who want to create a new contract with America don't make that as part of their deal will shut down the CDC. Uh, I don't know. But the CDC even went so far, they stated this. It's no longer recommending unvaccinated people to quarantine after exposure. They say unvaccinated people who have been in close contact with an infected person are not advised to go through a five-day quarantine period anymore. Wow. If they haven't tested positive or shown symptoms. So if you haven't tested positive or you haven't shown symptoms, even though you're unvaccinated and you've somehow come in contact where you think, "Mm, you don't have to do the five-day quote, what do you want to call it, quarantine period? So they're not advised to go through that quarantine period anymore. These are fundamental, subtle changes, but they're huge because they're now starting to realize the unvaccinated are not the enemy. See, Joe Biden lied and said, if you're unvaccinated, you're the enemy. You're going to kill everybody. And if you're vaxxed, then you're not going to get sick. You're not going to go to the hospital. You're not going to die. Well, Barack Hussein Obama, is he running the presidency? I don't know. But Joe Biden lied on this fact. You say, Sam, why are you bringing Obama into this? Because I really wonder who was running the country. Is it Obama or is it Joe? We've heard oftentimes that Joe's just like, they're telling me I can't do this and I can do that. And as if somebody else is running the country, my question is, who is it? I'm just wondering, is it Barack? But I digress. All I'm telling you is when they say you don't have to wear a mask in certain areas of hospitals and nursing homes, uh, when they say, hey, um, you don't have to stay six feet away from other people anymore, when they say, hey, we're no longer recommending vaccinated people to be treated different than unvaxxed people, or I'm sorry, unvaxxed people to be treated no different than vaxxed people, it gets better. Listen, the CDC's COVID-19 prevention recommendations no longer differentiate based on a, quote, person's vaccination status. Why? Because now they're admitting, in contrast to what Joe Biden lied about and said, listen, because breakthrough infections occur and even vaccinated people get infected. And believe it or not, people who have had COVID-19 and who are not vaccinated have a great degree of immunity as well. So because there's breakthroughs on the vaccinated and because the non-vaccinated have immunities, the CDC is not differentiating anymore. Now I've got a little more, more on their guidance and their changes coming up in seconds. But wow, are we snookered with this psychosis, huh, folks? Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas. 
like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. People who have had COVID-19 and are not vaccinated have some degree of protection and breakthrough infections um, are infecting the, even the vaccinated. And so now there's no differentiation by the CDC between the two groups, which I find great news because the persecution stop that's the persecution of the unvaxxed right folks that has been a real thing uh make no mistake now the cdc is still requiring non-citizen international travelers to show proof of covid19 vaccination before entering the united states now i don't think that's right either they need to stop that too because you know what? People who might need to come to the United States for all kinds of reasons, they shouldn't be forced to be vaccinated either. So we still got a little ways to go with regards to that. But the agency dropped the testing for international travelers in June. So what do I mean by that? If you're a non-citizen, then you got to, but if you're a citizen, you can now leave and, and come into the country without being forced to be vaccinated. That's good news. It's a start. It's not perfect. The Canadian government, in a good news piece, also is ended or has ended its requirements to travelers crossing the U.S.-Canadian border have to show proof of vaccinations. They're ending that as well. So there's some good news, folks, big time on that front. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm proud of the CDC for starting to at least start to tell the truth. Now, let me just make a point so that you understand this very Clearly, are you listening to me very clearly? So when the government tells you that there are breakthrough infections, even when people are vaccinated, they're admitting this now two years later, but that's been the case from the beginning. And we told you that, right? They also admit now that those who are not vaccinated who get the COVID uh, have this natural immunity, which provides them protection against COVID going forward. That's been the truth from the beginning as well. So just because the CDC is late to the game, that doesn't change the truth. That is the truths that we've been pointing out 
from the beginning. And they lied and manipulated, and because of this mass formation psychosis principle, they mocked us and ridiculed us and persecuted us for telling you nothing but the truth. Yeah, I wanted to just be quiet and let that sink in for a second, right? We told you the truth in the beginning, and they lied. Now, is there going to be any repercussions for their lies and us telling the truth? Are we going to be vindicated? Are we going to get an apology in the mainstream press saying, golly, these people were right? No, not on your life, but they admit the truth, and we've been vindicated. And they would say, oh, no, Sam, it's just because there's so many people vaccinated now. No, it's because more and more people have immunity to the COVID. And if you would have, instead of locking everybody down, slowing the spread of COVID, if you would have just let the COVID rage among the healthy or the uh, society at large, but protected specific groups of people, you could have had herd immunity or enough people that were already infected and overcame the disease where you would not have had to create the mass shutdowns where you would not have had to turn the two-week flatten the curve into two years, where you would not have had to do the things that you did. You could have let most of us just get sick and power through it. You could have also provided things to help us get through it, like ivermectin, which saved my life along with the grace of God. But you could have got through all this if you would have been honest, if you would have allowed people to get oxygen, allow people to care for one another really provided the protocols that many of the frontline doctors have highlighted. You could have got through this CDC and government and Fauci and I hate to say this, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, who seem to have the same policies in place. You could have both all got through this very easily. Just imagine if we would have all gotten on our our knees and prayed to God Almighty and repented as a nation and said, please take this plague from us, God. Please help us find Uh, cures and defenses uh, against this plague. You could have got through it so much faster than we did, folks. The CDC admissions now absolutely prove the point. Well, I wish we would hold these thugs accountable, ladies and gentlemen. I sure do. I wish those who promoted the big lie, the mass formation psychosis about covid Literally those who broke all laws in America, violated all checks and balances, acted beyond their scope, way beyond government overreach. Uh, Those who literally used their oaths of office or their positions of power, whatever you want to call it, against the people in violation of all laws in America. I wish we would hold those people accountable. I've already articulated to you many times on the radio that this is beyond Nuremberg trials. I don't mean beyond like we're past them. I mean beyond like the case to be made for uh, these trials is beyond made, right? So we need to have trials on this. Now, do you want to hear the phenomenal, absolutely incredible news? I don't hear any of the Republicans that want to get elected speaking about this except for one. And he's uh, probably believes in some MAGA stuff. He wants to make America great again. He believes in the principles of America. But he's not known traditionally as a Donald Trump guy or anything else. He's known as a strict constitutionalist, as I am. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about a guy by the name of Michael Anthony Parutka. 
Michael Anthony Perutka lives in Maryland. He just won his primary. He's running for the Attorney General of the great state of Maryland, ladies and gentlemen, and he is an American hero. He's well-known for his constitutional educational seminars and more. TheAmericanView.com is where you learn about those efforts by Mr. Michael Perutka. But why am I highlighting him now? I'm going to give you a quote. This is a quote from Michael Perutka. Ready? Politicians who enacted strict COVID-19 measures, including lockdowns and vaccine mandates, should be brought to justice, says Maryland Attorney General candidate Michael Anthony Peruka. Alan Zhang, a writer for the EpicTimes.com, brought this news story to my attention. Peruka, quote, nothing could be more on the point that all these lockdowns, mandates, orders, edicts, proclamations, declarations, whatever you want to call them, none of them are lawful. They were all a violation of the law, and this cannot continue, says Mr. Peruka. Those people who have violated this document, meaning the Supreme Law of the Land and the Maryland Constitution, must be brought to justice. Just imagine if the Republicans talked like that. If elected to preside over the office of Maryland Attorney General, Michael's utmost priority will be to stop lawlessness in government. Mr. Peruka, quote, in addition, he also strongly supports the Second Amendment and vows to protect the right to life. Peruka believes that so-called red flag laws are unlawful. And the problem with them is they don't have due process. He said he will prosecute those who try to enforce that pretend legislation. This guy is an American hero. He believes that implementing these restrictions was an abuse of power under the Maryland Constitution, citing Article 44 of the Maryland Declaration of Rights, a document similar to the Bill of Rights but at the state level. Article 44 says, quote, any departure or violation of the provision of the U.S. Constitution and the Maryland Constitution, for whatever reason, is subversive government. Boy, howdy is he spot on. He said, I would investigate and prosecute anybody who did that, he said. He thinks the science behind the COVID... 19 measures is far from being perfect. But even if it is, the law prohibits the government from enacting such restrictions. I've got more on our dear buddy Michael Prutka in seconds on your radio. 
pursuing liberty using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The National Hurricane Center is reporting Hurricane Ian is on the edge of becoming a Category 5 storm, just ahead of its expected landfall along Florida's Gulf Coast, with catastrophic winds and a storm surge expected late Wednesday morning or early afternoon. Governor Ron DeSantis. So we now have over 2.5 million people uh, that are under some type of evacuation order, uh, and that includes people in counties such as Charlotte, Citrus, Hernando, Hillsborough, Lee, Levy, Manatee, Pasco, Pinellas, Sarasota counties, Collier, Gilcrest Glades, Highland, and Taylor counties. Uh, make sure you know your evacuation zone. Denmark believes deliberate actions caused big leaks in two natural gas pipelines running under the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany. And seismologists say powerful explosions preceded the leaks. Danish Prime Minister Met Frederiksen says this is no accident. The man convicted of making a bomb that killed another man outside a Las Vegas resort escaped from prison Tuesday. 42-year-old Porfirio Herrera is at large after escaping from the Southern Desert Correctional Center. That's about a 30-minute drive north of Las Vegas, Nevada. Officials in the United Kingdom are reporting Vladimir Putin could announce the annexation of occupied regions of Ukraine into Russia within days. The U.S. Embassy in Moscow has urged all Americans in Russia to flee the nation following President Vladimir Putin's partial mobilization decree last week. The White House is saying Russia may refuse to acknowledge dual nationals' U.S. citizenship and deny them an exit from Russia. Putin's decree to mobilize 300,000 soldiers to go fight his war in Ukraine has reportedly resulted in hundreds of thousands of conscription-age men attempting to flee Russia. Thanks for listening. It is well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2-neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenstockJournal.com. GreenstockJournal.com. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman talking about our dear friend. I consider him to be an absolute American hero, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Anthony Perutka running for attorney general in Maryland. Our prayers are that he wins. Some are calling it a long shot, but ladies and gentlemen, let's pray hard and work hard and see if we can't get her done. I'm telling you right now, he'd be a bellwether for other states. This guy is a, a real hero. Listen to me carefully. Michael Pruka also holds the view that overreach is not enough to define what both the federal government 
and the old line state government did during the pandemic. That's right. Overreach is not enough to describe at all. Right? He said, I wouldn't even call it overreach. I think to some extent overreach is a bad term. If the government reaches where it has no right to reach at all, that's not overreaching. That is criminal. That's a misuse of the office. As a vehement constitutional originalist, Perutka believes the Constitution should be interpreted exactly how the founders intended the context to be relating to morality. The whole of this living Constitution idea is really created, invented by people who don't want to follow the Constitution at all, he wisely points out. He highlights the details on red flag laws, for example. Listen, he says red flag laws, that's the laws that you don't want to interfere with your gun rights. Red flag laws say, we'll take your property now, and then we'll check into the due process later to see if it's okay. No, that's not due process. That's violation of the Constitution, Peruka said. Think about that. The guy's right as rain. The guy's spot on. Now, if Kevin McCarthy and all these other yahoos out there would deliver like Michael Bruca, I might actually have hope in the Republicans taking over in the midterms. But the only one I really have faith on on the national stage is Michael Bruca. He's the only one that has the guts to call a spade a spade. He's the only one that has the integrity to double down and deliver the truth. Because the truth shall make you free. Now, he's got a Democrat candidate who has a policy agenda very different from Michael Perutka's. His name, Representative Anthony Brown, Democrat of Maryland. He has a long record of government public service. Look out and run, right? He was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 2016. He was a lieutenant governor of Maryland. Between 2007 and 2015, and a Maryland State Assemblyman between 1999 and 2007. Okay, this guy's been in government service for a long time. He served in the U.S. Army as, Army as a U.S. aviation officer from 84 to 89 in the U.S. Army Reserves for 25 years after that. This guy's been basically in government his whole life. The Epic Times has reached out to Brown's campaign for comment, ladies and gentlemen, but of course, no response. They don't want to respond to the Epic Times because the Epic Times is like-minded to Michael Perutka. According to his campaign website, though, Brown, this opponent to Michael Perutka, is running on a typical Democratic Party platform. His policy priorities include, listen to me, Expanding voting access in Maryland, legalizing marijuana, protecting abortion, protecting the environment, and fighting climate change, not to mention ensuring, quote, equity, equality, and fairness to help black Maryland residents. In other words, he's got all the woke ideologies, uh, which is his agenda.
He also pledges to continue his longtime work in regulating guns. Following and introducing his bills, he's co-sponsored bills and put together bills in the U.S. House intended to regulate guns or violate your Second Amendment. He supports red flag laws and wants to boost the minimum age for gun purchases. He wants to um, create micro-stamping for ammunition relating to uh, handguns. In other words, traceable ammunition, right? This guy's a nutcase. Absolute nutcase. Uh, and so Michael Pruka's is running against this yahoo. It's the two of them in an epic battle. Sadly, Maryland is a fairly liberal state, so I pray that Michael Bruca has um, success. But I want to highlight there is not a more important race in the country to watch. Let me say that again. There is not a more important case in the country to watch. This election between Paruka and Brown is absolutely the election race to watch. We've got to make sure there's no fraud, first of all, or, or election shenanigans or election manipulation or election misappropriation or whatever term, votes outside the lot, whatever word you use for this, I don't care. We're going to make sure that it's on the up and up, number one. But number two, I hope Maryland residents see this issue for what it is. You've got on one hand a Michael Bruton, an absolute constitutionalist. Just a wonderful gentleman, right? And then you've got, in addition to that, you've got this whacked out guy that's just, you know what, jettison everything moral and everything constitutional and promote everything. You know, pro-death, take away your guns, everything. That's why I say this this race couldn't be more important to watch. It's the most important one in the country. You've got an absolute double-down, strict constitutionalist who's not afraid to even say it in election time against an absolute flaming liberal, whacked-out, destroy-all-the-God-given-rights-we've-ever-been-given guy. And so this is the race to watch, the race to keep an eye on. I wish I could get all talk show hosts to interview Michael Anthony Perutka of Maryland and highlight the differences between him and his opponent in this race. Because this really fundamentally documents or dissects, whatever terms you want to use, uh, the reality in America of what we're facing. Look, the Republicans and Democrats, they're just battling over how much money to give the education department. <laughs> they're just battling over, oh, man, the FBI shouldn't go after Republicans, you know. They should only go after Democrats. And the Democrats are like, no, they should go after Republicans. And then one group's like, we need a bunch more IRS agents. And the other ones are like, no, keep the IRS, but we don't really need all those extra agents. Michael Bruca would have bossed the IRS in about three seconds, given the opportunity. Why? Because it's not unconstitutional. It's beyond government overreach. It's criminal. Michael's spot on. Okay, but nobody's telling it like Michael is. Nobody's. So will the people of Maryland support a strict constitutionalist, or will they melt down in stupidity? That's the real question in this race, is it not? Nothing could be more on the point that all these lockdowns, mandates, orders, edicts, proclamations, declarations, whatever you want to call them, none of them are lawful. They're all violations of the law.
and we need to bring these criminals to justice. And Michael Prutka, if he becomes attorney general, he will absolutely prosecute. The Epic Times uh, is the only one that I know that has the guts to report on this. World Net Daily would too, I think. Uh, Breitbart might. I commend the Epic Times, though. To give him a form to lay out what he believes in a succinct manner is just incredible. Just imagine if we had enough news makers, news organizations um, to really control the narrative. Just imagine if you had the Epic Times and Liberty Roundtable Live syndicated on, say, 500 radio stations across the country or in the mainstream somehow to really get the word out on this stuff. Just imagine that. That's why we believe that the media is so important. That's why I've literally spent two to three hours a day, five to six days a week for the last 25 plus years, almost 26 years now, telling this tale nationally. We have got to educate the people. It's our only hope. We've got to have a moral and a religious and an educated people to save this country. You will not save it any other way. Will the people be moral enough, religious enough, and educated enough in Maryland to reject Brown and vote Michael Perutka? Will they? I don't know, but I sure pray the answer is yes. Because, man, what a bellwether opportunity. This guy could be the anchor attorney general in Maryland that other attorney generals could pattern their service after. This is serious. And so this is the real showdown election to watch. This is the race in the country to keep your eye on. God bless Michael Perutka. And God bless his stance to keep his oath of office and honor the supreme law of our land, the Constitution, for the United States of America. And God bless all those who help him in any way possible to get elected. Quick pause, final segment in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. 
once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. got two maybe three stories left in the hour that i want to highlight ladies and gentlemen the first one is big problems you know how the fbi raided the donald you know how they uh said oh the raid's legitimate don't call it a raid it was just you know hey they had every right they had a subpoena they had all these things it's legitimate it's okay uh donald said it was a raid then they basically said, we just took FBI, you know, approved classified documents. Donald said, wait a minute, I have the right to declassify them. You're wrong. And then they said, no, you don't. And then we basically brought out that Bill Clinton had done the same thing, and the courts defended Bill and said it was fine. If it's fine for Bill, it's fine for the Donald, right? Kind of a discussion. And then they said, oh, by goodness, Donald said, you know what? They took some of my documents that had attorney-client privilege to them. And they said, no, we didn't. And then they said, oh, I guess, yeah, we did. Remember all this? <clears throat> and now the government continues to backtrack, backtrack, backtrack on this, right? And then Donald went further and said, you know what? We got a problem because the government wouldn't let my staff, my attorneys, watch them. Normally, a subpoena allows uh, the watching of the people gathering or, or, or doing the uh, raid or the gathering of evidence or whatever you want to call it. Um, and Donald said they wouldn't let us watch it all. And so how do we know if they planted documents or not? That's a very, very serious allegation by the Donald. The FBI and Justice Department, of course, claimed it was absolutely bogus, false, without evidence. Uh-um. Now, sadly, my dear Americans, we have evidence. Again, i got to give Epic Times credit, theepictimes.com. If you don't have a subscription to the Epic Times, please get one today. I don't get a penny for saying that. I'm just telling you they're as spot on as it gets. The Epic Times and WND.com are two of my favorite news services. Really, most great, solid news and reporting comes from those two. Uh, WND.com, Joseph Farah and crew, and the Epic Times. Now, here's the deal. FBI now changes... The number of documents, quote, seized from Donald's estate. Do you read me loud and clear? The FBI now changes the total number of documents that they seized from Trump's estate. Tony Gray writes the article. Okay? And it says this. An FBI supervisor attested in a court document now that the inventory of documents seized from Mar-a-Lago was wrong. Do you realize the repercussions of this? The uh, person that attested to this uh, is redacted, so we don't know the person's name. This just gets worse by the second, ladies and gentlemen. Now listen. They say 63 additional documents or photographs, so 63 documents or photographs without classification 
markings were taken from Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort than previously listed by the FBI as they uh, submitted an updated inventory list. So let me get this right. Not only were you not allowed to watch the FBI search your house as normal protocol requires, they then gave you a document, right? An inventory list of what they took. And now it turns out that that list was not correct. The update, if accurate, and again, when we say if accurate, because we don't even know what the real truth is anymore. But the update, if accurate, means that your government, my government, seized over 11,200 non-classified materials from Mar-a-Lago. Um, the problem with this story, ladies and gentlemen, is now we don't know. How would we know if they planted something? If they literally updated it by 63 documents, there's over 11,000 pages that aren't even classified. Uh, we don't. We didn't get a watch. The list that they gave him, they then now say is inaccurate. How did they take documents that were not on their list? Was that by mistake or on purpose? How do we know that they didn't add documents to their list and give them an updated inventory list that uh, includes documents they planted? How do we know? We don't know. This just proves beyond a doubt that we need to question this. Donald said that they might do this, and now you see it. Now, did they do it or not? I don't know. Again, the update if accurate. I don't know if the original inventory list was accurate. I don't know if the second updated one uh, with a redacted name under the penalty of perjury submitted. I don't know if that one's accurate. I don't know if the government, uh, you know, I don't know what's classified and not. I just know they took a ton and all their statements about it was classified top secret. No, they took 11,000 documents that violated attorney-client privilege and everything. So anyway, our prayers are with the Trumpster on this one. Uh, this could happen to me and you is the point, ladies and gentlemen, as they consider hiring 87,000-plus IRS agents. You just go, oh, boy. Man, we need Michael Perukas all over this country, don't we, baby? Telling you that right now. Wow. All right. Speaking of that, the January 6th issue is out of control. The Oath Keepers trial just started. And as the Oath Keepers trial starts, group leaders are charged with sedition. Say they believed that they would be following Trump's orders. And so they say they're not guilty. A sedition trial is scheduled for this year. And I guess nine members of the Oath Keepers go on trial in a separate case. And the Proud Boys have a group trial of their own. But this is all, uh, what's the guy's name, Stuart Rhodes? Yeah, my dear buddy Stuart Rhodes. Uh, he is now uh, in the hot seat for this. And they're claiming, look, we were standing at the ready. Uh, if Trump did give the order, then we were ready to help Donald. And so we went into the Capitol and did all this, expecting Trump to give the order, but it never came. Therefore, we did not intend insurrection at all. We thought we were helping the president when we knew that 
there were enemies of the president all around. We wanted the president to have support. Now, whether you believe the Oath Keepers or not on that point, will that be enough to keep them out of harm's way? Will that be enough to get them off the hook? Now, others are saying it's a very risky strategy. I don't know that I have the answer to this, folks. It's hard for me to assess because I don't have the inside discussion points. I don't have the documents. I don't have what those guys did or did not do in advance. I don't have all that. So it's about impossible for me to tell you what I really think of the case. So I'm going to do what I normally do. And that is this, my fellow Americans. Do you trust Stuart Rhodes or your government more? Think about that question very seriously. Do you trust Stuart Rhodes or your government more? This is critical because you're not going to get the inside details of this court case. Your government will not level with you on this, right? So you're going to have to make up your own mind based on the information that we do get. Right? And I look at the history of the Oath Keepers. Hey, Stuart Rhodes has said some things. He's had some rhetoric that I don't go along with or agree with. Just like everybody, right? I don't go along or agree with a lot of people on a lot of different things. They're still my friends. They're still great people. I still love them. I still respect them, even if they have a different tactic than I do. Boy, do we need more of that in America, right? But I look at the history of the Oath Keepers, and I look at what they've done and have not done. And over the last, I don't know, since what, 2009 or 10 kind of was when they started range? 11? 12? I don't know, something like that. Anyway, I've watched them for over a decade, and every time, all they've done is gone around the country and helped protect the police and helped defend America and help keep stability in the country. They have promised to do that, and they have done that. They have provided security at events that I've been at, and they do a stellar, peaceful job. And all my interactions with them have been phenomenal. And Stuart Rhodes has been on this radio program many times, and I consider him a dear friend. And so I look at the history of Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers, and then I look at the statements of Stuart that says, look, I'm innocent. This isn't true. We thought we were helping Trump. We were waiting for his order. We never got it. We never committed any violence. Uh, You say that we intended to, but it's just not true. Will that argument stick in court? I don't know. But I'm going to side with Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers, not the government, because the government has a track record of the opposite, of lying, of abusing, of dishonesty, of immorality, like you wouldn't believe. And all you got to do is look at the Ammon Bundy case for the example and how they're treating Donald Trump right now. 
And you know what? Stuart Rhodes has a history of doing what's right, and his organization's a wonderful organization that's done what's right as far as I can tell. And now at the end of the day, you've got a movie from the Epic Times that highlights the other side of the January 6th story, and they have evidence that Oath Keepers are literally saving police officers and helping police officers flee to safety. They literally created a stack formation on the stairs. The government made you believe that was for some kind of military purposes. It was not. It was designed. They went in. They got police officers who were begging for help. People said, hey, can you get the Oath Keepers to help us? We need to get out of here. We're not safe. And people ran out, got the Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers came in, did a stack formation, and brought those police officers out to safety. That is evidence that the government will not discuss. But I believe absolutely highlights the truth. So when I take Stuart Rhodes' testimony to me publicly, personally, as a dear friend, privately and publicly, and then I hear their reason. We were there to help Donald Trump, and if he gave an order, we were going to help him carry out the order of the president of the United States. The president has the right to call on the militia, folks. Don't you know that? And uh, when Stuart Rhodes tells me publicly and privately his intentions, and then on top of that, you see the history of the Oath Keepers and the history of the government, I am siding with Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers, and my prayers are for their success. I pray we have honesty in the courts. I don't have a lot of confidence, but I will sure pray for them. And anything I can do to help Oath Keepers, let me know. God bless you and your work. Shame on the government. Let's have the truth. Shall we please? Let's have due process of law for everyone, including the Oath Keepers. Shall we? Let's bring out all the evidence we can, Oath Keepers, to get to the bottom of the truth. Please. God bless all of you. And God bless the United States of America. I'm Sam Bushman, LovingLiberty.net. Share the love, tell the tale, get involved, and we declare this nation shall endure. And last we say, God save the republic.